And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So I'm just going to ask that we pray one more time that God will give me utterance. Father, we thank you for your anointing and for your presence. Hallelujah. And that breaks every yoke. Lord, I ask right now that you prepare the ground, that it be good soil, that it will receive your words. Hallelujah. That it will break every chain, that it will lift every burden. Hallelujah. That it will build faith. We stand upon your word and we give you the praises and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on. Let's give God a praise offering. I forgot to announce there is children's church. So if you have a child over the age of five, they will be having children's church downstairs. So you're welcome to send them downstairs. Before you're seated, please turn to your neighbor. You know what I'm going to ask you to do? Tell your neighbor, I'm glad you're here. I hope you meant it. Say it with a smile now. Turn to your next neighbor. Tell him I'm glad you're here. Now let's point up, point your hands up and tell Jesus, I'm glad you're here. Amen. You may be seated. I want to tell you about four words that you need to know. They've already put it up there, but the title of my message is Get Thee Behind Me. Some of us need to tell some circumstances, get thee behind me. Some of us need to say to our financial circumstances, get thee behind me. To our sicknesses, get thee behind me. To the problem at work, get thee behind me. To Satan himself, get thee behind me. You know, as Jesus was starting his ministry, Satan decided he wanted to take him back. One of Satan's greatest weapons is our past failures and our present circumstances. Let me say it again. He uses our past failures and our present circumstances to bring depression, to bring fear, to bring doubt, to paralyze us, to make us think it's hopeless, that we can't make it. He uses the current circumstances to let that depression sink in. He wants to take you back to where you were before you came to Christ. He wants to reverse your direction. In this first scripture, as Jesus had just been baptized, he had just come from the desert, and he was just about to start his ministry. And Satan tried to tempt him to challenge his sonship. You will be challenged in your sonship. He will come and say, if you're a son of God, if you're a child of the king, if you're a daughter of the kingdom... I'm going to put some temptation in front of you. I'm going to bring some depression into your life. I'm going to bring some hard circumstances before you. Let's see what you do. But I'm telling you the four words you need to use is get thee behind me. You see, we have two eyes put in our front for a purpose. God didn't want us always looking backwards. 
There's only one reason to look backwards. That is to pass victories, not to pass defeats. Satan doesn't want you to go to the cross. He wants you to bypass the cross. But Jesus told us that if you're going to follow him, you've got to take up your own cross. He wants us to look backwards at defeats, at the times when things were hard, when we couldn't make it. But the only time to look backwards is like David. He helped me kill a bear and he helped me kill a lion. So this Philistine is no match. See, Satan wants to deceive you. He wants to take away your joy. He wants to keep you stuck in depression, in a sense of no hope. Now, you notice that these two scriptures, the first one that I read was at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And the second one was at the end of Jesus' ministry. It's no coincidence that these two things brackets Jesus' ministry on earth. The first time he came, Jesus told him the same thing the second time. It doesn't matter what's happened before, but you've got to tell Satan the same thing. If he comes back, tell him, get thee behind me. See, I want to tell you right now, you have authority to tell him to get behind you. You don't have to sit there and take it. You don't have to wallow in depression. Hallelujah. As I said, there's only one reason to look back. Every time we we have a guest, it seems, and I take a missionary out uh, after church, and I start telling them the history of the church, that's the only time I look back. And then as I start to talk and tell them about the miracles, I start to get kind of like, wow, did God really do that? Yes, he did. You have to remember what God already did for you if you're going to be able to go forward. Start to think of the victories. Is there anyone here today who can think of a victory that God has done for you? Amen. That is what you only reason to look back. You can't drive a car too easily looking backwards. God gave us eyes to look forwards. We don't need to look back. The person in scripture who looked back, you know what happened to her. God wants us to tell Satan to get into his proper position. He should be behind you. He should be under your feet, not in front of you. You got to tell him, get thee behind me. You don't need to play his game. What you have to do is move around him. Just like Brother Jordan said, when the wall is in front of you, you can move around it. See, there are victories that lie ahead if you understand what God has got for you. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Paul expresses this. He puts it in a nutshell. When we're going through things, you don't have to dwell on the negative. But the scripture here says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, we talked about praise, think on these things. I'm not going to let Satan whisper to me. All the times I messed up. Yes, I messed up. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes, there's stuff in my past I don't want no one to know about. The accuser of the brethren will come and start bringing all this stuff up. See, that's why you're in this mess. It's because God has given up on you. He's a liar. You need at that point to tell him, get thee behind me. All you need to know is those four words. Get thee behind me. If you have truly repented, if you have truly came as a worshiper, you have the authority through Jesus Christ to tell him to get in his proper place. How do you get Satan behind you? 
In the natural world, many battles are won, not because the army had more weapons or they had more men, but it was the attitude. You have to have the right attitude. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Amen. He recognized who Satan was, but he wasn't going to be intimidated by him. He said, get thee behind me. We need to say that a few times. We need to come to the front and understand that the proper position for Satan is either under your feet or behind you. Only look back to think of what God has done. When you meditate upon what God has done, then you can go forward with joy. You can go forward with conquering. Romans 8.37 says this, Nay, in all these things, no matter what I'm going through, we are more. Let's say more. more. Not less. More. more. One more time. Say it like you mean it. More. more. More than conquerors through him that loved us. See, the question is, Paul asks, are you persuaded? Verse 38 says, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, or the things in my past, or the things in my past are going to keep me or separate me from the love of Christ. See, he will bring your circumstances and say, look at the mess you're in. You can't even pay your bill. You can't even do this. You don't know how this is going to work out. It's at that time that you have to find some faith. You have to stand upon God's promises. You have to look him in the eye and say, get thee behind me. See, the Bible says we're supposed to be head and not the tail. You have to tell Satan. You have to inform him you know where you're supposed to be. The Bible in Genesis said he gave us dominion over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So that includes Satan. I will take dominion over him. And tell him where to go. He has to go to his proper place, which is either under my shoe or behind me. Paul said, I am persuaded. The question is, are you persuaded or are you not sure? See, if you're not sure, you're going to stay in your circumstance. You're going to stay listening to his lies. But Paul knew, he says, for I am persuaded. I don't have to be convinced anymore. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers. See, it's, as I said, it's so interesting, coincidentally, that at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Satan comes and Jesus says to him, get thee behind me. And now he's going to Jerusalem to face the cross. This time he's really smart. He doesn't appear as himself. He uses Peter. Yeah, you don't have to go. You don't have to suffer nothing. But Jesus looked right through him and addressed the being who was speaking to Peter. Get thee behind me. See, it's not that person who's getting on your last nerve. It's really Satan. Don't cuss that person out. You need to talk to the being behind him and tell him, get thee behind me. I see through you. I see this plan. You just come to take away my peace, to depress me, to make me stay down. God wants us to stand up. See, Paul understood that it's not about the past. As I said, most animals have eyes in the front because you need to look where you're going. You ever tried walking when you're not looking where you're going? You know what happens? I've had a few knots in my head doing that. God tells us that we have to look unto Jesus. Amen. Let's look at Philippians 3.13. Paul says this. 
brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I don't think I've got it yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting. Let's say it together, forgetting. Forgetting. You have to forget those things because he's going to come and throw it right at you. You messed up, you failed. But let me say it again now. If you have truly repented, if you have truly come to Christ, if you've been down at the cross and said, Jesus, I need forgiveness. If you have truly forgiven, given ask for forgiveness then you can forget because the bible says that the words that he speaks washes you the fact that you're here today and that there's words of of praise being uttered that there is words of scripture being given the bible says by the washing of the word let the word wash you the word today is get thee behind me satan paul says in philippians 3:13 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I don't think I'm such a big shot. But this one thing I do, this was Paul's secret. Think about what Paul had done. Think about what they could have thrown in his face. He had killed Christians. He had gone and hauled people into prison. He had had them tortured. Imagine if he was thinking about that. How could he ever get up in a church and preach? Here's what his secret was, brethren. It's not that I'm some big deal, but here's my secret. Here's how I function. Here's how I overcome. Here's how I put Satan behind me. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for some new things, some blessing, some deliverance, some words from God. See, you, you reach behind for all the things Satan's throwing at you. You will be stuck. Imagine... What Paul, how Paul could have functioned if every time he went into a church he thought, man, I, th- I killed a, her, her husband. He did. He did. He, Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners. And God decided to use the chiefest of sinners, someone who was killing Christians, who was on his way to devastate the church. He said he devastated the church. He hauled them into prison. The only way he could have functioned was to do this, forgetting those things that behind In Christ, I am a new creature. All things have passed away. Now, I don't think any of you yet have hauled anyone off to prison. So if you haven't done that and Paul made it, you can too. He said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, and this is so important that you get this today. Forget the things that Satan wants to use to beat you up. Jesus... And the Bible says he has cast our sins as far away as from the east as from the west. Now, I'm not saying you stay in sin now. Don't don't let the grace of God, you know, make you go foolish now. I'm not saying you can keep sinning. But if you have truly repented, if you have, as Christopher preached, separated yourself, the Bible says that he has washed you with the word. And reaching forth unto those things which are before. You see, that's how you put Satan behind you. You can tell him it, but you also have a part to play in getting him behind you. You have to do what Paul says. Satan, I'm ignoring you. I'm not listening to your words. Because the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night. He's saying, you see how your servant messed up there? But you know what Jesus points to? Paid in full. Paid in full. See, in this flesh, we're not going to be perfect, but we can be blameless. That's a mystery, isn't it? How we're not perfect, but we're blameless because the price has been paid. See, if you're not forgetting your past, 
What you're saying is that Jesus' blood and sacrifice was not good enough. And if his blood was not good enough, if what he did on Calvary is not good enough, then nothing is good enough. Let's put Satan behind us. You need four words to tell him, get thee behind me. It's three and a half years. Imagine that. Three and a half years, Satan comes with the same nonsense. You don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to suffer. You can get out of this. You know what's going to happen. But Jesus used the same four words. I challenge you. Tomorrow when you wake up, just speak to the air. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm going to be blessed today. I'm going to worship today. I'm going to praise God today. I'm going to be victorious today. Because I'm getting you behind me. See, he wants to take your past failures and beat you up. See, Jesus is saying this not to Peter. See, sometimes we only see the person or the circumstance in front of us. But the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Spiritual wickedness in high places. Satan hates your soul. He's coming to take away your joy. He wants to bring depression. He wants to sow doubt. But I'm going to tell him today, get thee behind me. See, he told this to Peter, who, if it was most of us, would have walked off right then. Who are you calling Satan? I've been following you for three and a half years, and now you call me Satan when I'm just trying to save your life. See, Jesus knew a thing or two. But I'm just so happy he told Peter, listen, I know what you're about to do. You don't believe what you're about to do, but you're about to deny me. You're about to deny me. When the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. And Peter couldn't believe it himself. Sometimes we deceive ourselves. We think we're stronger than we are. But you can't do it on your own strength. You can do nothing, Jesus says, without him. You try and do it on your own strength, then you're going to fall flat on your face. But Jesus had a word for Peter. He said, listen, when you are converted, go strengthen the brethren. He left, he dropped that little one on him, even as he was telling him, I know you're going to deny me. And when he did, you know the story, he went out and cried bitterly. And let's show you how Satan reverses what we're doing. Now, three and a half years, he had been called from fishing. He was a fisherman. He'd been called from fishing. Jesus had gone by the shore and said, follow me and I will make you what? To show you Satan's plan to reverse and put you back to the place where you were. After the crucifixion, guess where the disciples went back? They went all the way back to fishing. You see how Satan plans work? He will reverse your course unless you tell him right away, get thee behind me. Jesus had to come by the beach and he found them in the same place where he had called them from. But God's grace, God's mercy, God's love. He repeated the miracle of the fishes he did at the first place to show them who he was, to show them his love. You understand that the conversion of Peter came when he'd been fishing all night. And then Jesus told him to cast the net and they couldn't even pick up the net. Three and a half years later, after Satan took him all the way back, after he had denied Christ, he went back to fishing. Do you understand what Satan's trying to do? He's trying to take you back to where you were when Jesus called you. But God is so merciful. He'll come by your beach. He will cook you a breakfast. And if necessary, he will repeat the miracle. 
You understand what happened? Jesus repeated the miracle. And they all jumped out. They, fu- they finally realized that they were not called to be secular fishermen. You're not called to just earn a living. You're called to be a disciple. You're called to be a soul winner. You're called to do something for God. Not just the preacher, but every single one of you. If he can, he'll take you back. But you need to tell him, get thee behind me. Get thee behind me, old life. Get me behind me, addictions. Get thee behind me, bad words. Get thee behind me, bad attitudes. I'm going to be a new creature in Christ. John chapter 15 verse 3 explains how Jesus washed them. He says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Jesus told him, listen, when you are converted, when you have repented, go strengthen your brethren. Jesus is telling each and every one of us right now, don't let him take us back to where he found us. You have to tell him, get thee behind me. I want you all to say it with me. Get thee behind me. One more time like you mean it. All right, tomorrow morning when you get up, you just say that out to the atmosphere. Give Satan warning that you are coming and you are victorious today. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be delivered. You're going to be lifted up. I want to do the same thing. I need to tell him, get thee behind. I had a hard week. Everything almost went wrong this week, but the Lord delivered me. Amen. I can't tell you about it. All I'm doing is smiling because... I told Satan to get thee behind me, and the Lord delivered me. Amen. If you could stand with me, I told you I wasn't going to be long. You just need to remember some words today. You need to be able to tell Satan, get thee behind me. You need to speak out into the atmosphere to your circumstance. Wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with, maybe it's sickness, maybe it's a family relationship, maybe it's children, maybe it's finances. You need to speak to that situation and say, situation, you're not taking me back to where I started. You're not going to take me back to fishing when God called me to do his work. You're not taking me back to disaster, to filth and mess when God delivered me. Get thee behind me. It sounds so simple, but it's what Jesus did. And I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm just going to tell Satan, get thee behind me. Those are words of faith. We can't do it in and of ourselves. But with Jesus, Paul says, we are more than conquerors through him that saved us. We can't do it of our flesh. But when Jesus is in the matter, when we are saying it with his power and his might through the Holy Spirit, we have the authority to tell Satan to get thee behind me. Hallelujah. As I said, the only reason to look back is at victories. I'm not going to look back anymore at my failures. Paul said, listen, forgetting those things that are in my past. If Paul had looked at his life and all the people who were telling him, who do you think you are? You didn't even meet Jesus in the flesh. How, How can you be telling people the gospel? You should be doing nothing, Paul. Paul could have easily listened to those voices. But I believe he really said, get thee behind me. Forgetting those things that are behind. I press towards, and another scripture said, I press towards the mark of the high calling. The other scripture says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Stop looking behind and tell Satan, that's where you should be. That's where you should be. I'm not going to look at you. I'm looking through you. 
The Bible says Jesus endured the cross for the joy was set before. You know what that means? Somehow he saw through the cross. He saw through the pain and he was looking at the resurrection. Right now you may be looking at a cross, but I want you to cast your vision a little further, a little higher, a little deeper, because behind the cross is a resurrection. Brother Jordan, in his exhortation, he read the scripture that I was going to read about Jehoshaphat when he was facing disaster. And he came before the Lord and he said, Lord, we, we can't do anything to paraphrase the scripture. But this is what he said in 2 Chronicles. But our eyes, say it with me, but our eyes are on you. We're not looking at the enemy. The enemy is overwhelming. We can't make it. We are in disaster. But we're not going to look at them. Jehoshaphat said, but our eyes, but our eyes are upon you. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one who started my book. He is the only one who can write a happy ending. He can give us the fairy tale. He can say, and they lived happily ever after. These altars are open. I told you I'm not long-winded. But I want you to remember these words this week. Four words. Get thee behind me. Whatever your circumstances, whatever your issue is, you have the authority. You have the authority, if you believe, to tell Satan, get thee behind me. Whether it's sickness, whether it's finances, whatever it is, don't let him take you back to fishing or whatever you came from. See, he almost succeeded with Peter. As you see the story, Jesus had to go look, and they found all of them exactly three and a half years. Imagine all the miracles, all the things they had seen. Three and a half years later, where are they? Back in the fishing boat where he had called them from. But you know what? That's not, as the song says, how the story ends. Jesus repeated the miracle of the fishes, and that was the last straw for Satan. He couldn't stand that. He ended up behind. Amen. We're going to close this service, but not close God's presence. And I want to encourage you, whatever you're going through, don't let Satan beat you up. Don't let him put you in a prison. Tell him, get thee behind me. Because that's what God's word is today. This is the power that we have, the authority to tell Satan, get thee behind forgetting those things that are behind I'm going to press towards what's ahead that's what Paul said in more than two scriptures, hallelujah we're going to pray for those at the front if you, wherever you are, if you're facing a circumstance today and you don't know how you're going to make it you don't know how it's going to work out here's what I want you to do I want you to lay your hand on your chest you're going to pray for yourself and you're going to tell Satan listen this is the temple of the living God. This is the temple of the living God. You have no place in here. Now I want you to point. Now I want you to point. Now you just tell him, get thee behind me. Hallelujah, get thee behind me. See, now we are clean through the words which I have spoken. See, you just made a declaration of faith. Now I am clean through the words which I have spoken. We're going to bow our hearts right now. Father, we thank you. 
Hallelujah for your presence and your anointing that breaks every chain. Lord, help us this week to exercise the authority that you have given us. Lord, you said all power in heaven and earth is given unto you. Lord, as your children, we are joint heirs. Lord, through your name, we can command Satan to get behind us. Lord, we ask you right now to give victory, to give healing, to give deliverance to everyone, Lord God, who exercises this authority this week. Let there be testimonies. Let there be healings. Hallelujah. Let there be breakthroughs. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Church, I'm just going to ask you right now to you.